Good morning. This is Bo Buchanan, Arizona number two, and I'm here speaking on the level with Walt Howard this morning. Walt, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Just tell me your name, uh, the name of your home Blue Lodge, and any offices you might have at that lodge. Okay, my name is Walt Howard. My home Blue Lodge is Glendale 23. I'm past master of Glendale 23 for the year 2014. Uh, brothers. And we're here today at the uh, Phoenix Masonic Temple in downtown Phoenix for a special event. Walt is being uh, installed as the Worshipful Master of Daylight Lodge number 88. Uh, you were just telling me, uh, how, many years, how many years in a row for you? This is my third year in a row as Master. Once in Glendale and second time in Arizona Sunrise 88. This is your second year you're going to serve at Arizona number 88. Yes. When were you raised as a Mason? November 19th, 1981. 81, so coming up on uh, 30, 20, 35. 35 years. Wow. Coming up on 35 years. Coming up on three, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little behind you, Walt. Just a, a, a skosh. A what? When did you first become aware of what this Freemasonry thing is? Well, I had a coffee drinking buddy, and I met him through my kids. And he was uh, mustered out of the Navy as a chief boilermate. And I used to go drink coffee with him whenever I didn't work, rainy days, construction, and on the weekends. And he happened to be a Mason. And then I had another one that I grew up knowing as a kid who was very active. In fact, well-known around this valley is Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Yeah, because he, every, he had a beard and a pot belly, and every year he played Santa Claus, and all the money he got went to the shrine for the kids. Both of them happened to be Masons. The three of us were drinking coffee one day, and we were talking about it. And I asked him, I said, uh, how did I become one? He said, ask Dick over here. I asked Dick, and he said, you have to ask Charlie. I said, what? He said, yeah, that's how it goes. You have to ask three times. <laughs> that was then day. This is a different time. It's a different time. And <clears throat> so they turned, consequently, to be my first and second line signers. Oh, how and, fun. And they have both passed since then. Aww. But I've carried on their tradition. Uh, I had a hiatus from the lodge because I couldn't be there when I worked. I was out of town and working crazy hours. So when I retired, I came back to the lodge. The lodge. I met this brother by the name of Right Worshipful Brother John Angstrom. The second time I saw him, he said, you got a black suit? And I said, no. He said, you might not have get one. I said, why? He said, you're going to the east. And I said, oh, really? <laughs> well, long story short, this is my third trip to the east. And I consider Right Worshipful Brother John as my mentor. And I got real close with John and his wife, Carol, and played pinochle at his house. And his wife was always my partner. And we just had a great relationship. Well, I was in the hospital for surgery on July 15th. He was in another hospital and he died on July 17th. And for a long time I couldn't say his name or talk about him without getting a lump in my throat I and still tears in my eyes. A little bit. Just a great man. You know, I'm, when John passed, I was pretty surprised too. I had had the chance to meet him a couple of times and got to know him a little bit because he liked to travel. He, he did. to every lodge, I think every lodge in the state, at least once. He went in lodges all over the country. And I remember him telling me he always took, I think, three pictures, was it? Always. He would take the picture of the building outside. 
he would take a picture of, I think, the East, mm-hmm. and then he would take a picture of him and the Worshipful Master. I exactly. I had that book at his ceremony. Did you really? When he passed, I got most of John's stuff. Wow. And John was the greatest ambassador this craft could ever have. <clears throat> greatest, without a doubt. So, with that in mind, I guess, what is it, and I think I already know the answer, but I'll ask you, what is it that keeps you coming back to Freemason? What is it that after you took that hiatus said, darn it, I want to go back? Well, to start with, memorization is an important aspect. But memorizing isn't it. Not only do you memorize it, you've got to learn what it means. You've got to follow what it means. I always ask brothers, I said, are you a Mason? Or are you a Mason? And they look at me kind of dumbfounded. And I say, I can see you don't know the answer, so I'll tell you. A real Mason lives it every day believes in the obligations that he takes, believes in the ritual that he studies, Uh, wannabe Mason goes through and you never see him again. He just wants to be able to say, hey, I'm a Mason. You're not a Mason unless you live it. I live it every day, obviously by what I do. And I made the mistake, uh, kind of a dumbfounded mistake of telling someone, you know, probably better if I wasn't around. Aww. And she turned around and told me, and she's a passworthy matron. She turned around and told me, she said, I don't want to hear that. She said, people depend on you. And it's true. They do. And if I'm not there, and I make a lot of installations and do a lot of visiting, too, and I got that from my worshipable brother, John. And if I'm not there, they want to know where I'm at. What's up? What's the matter? Why is Mr. Walt not here? As I said, if everything goes well today, when I leave here, I'm going to Glendale for the Glendale installation of the Rainbow Assembly Number no. Eight. Can you t- I know it's going to be hard to answer this question, but can you tell me about maybe one of your favorite memories in Masonry? Something that stands out to you? Uh, an event, an installation, a visitation? <laughs> Something that they don't have anymore. Really? It's called the Knights of the Creeping Serpent. <laughs> Well, it sounds fun. <laughs> it was. It was an honorary degree, and he crawled with the snakes. We don't want to tell too much no, about it. No, he crawled with the snakes. Okay. I let it go at that. All right. But it was a very interesting degree, and somebody in the Grand Lodge of California got all kicked off about it, and they outlawed it, and they outlawed it here. Oh. But it was just a fun degree. It was an extra. didn't really mean anything except brothers getting together and having fun. You had the degree, you had a steak dinner afterwards, and then that was that. That was pretty much it. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I really did. I find a few serpents still around, including worshipful brother Jason Stryker out of Tucson. is a serpent. I met him, uh, I think, here one morning. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Great young man. Is there anything different about Freemasonry than what you expected when you came in? Uh, not really. I find that... For camaraderie, it's the closest you'll get to the brother, brotherhood you had in the military, that you really look out for each other, and you really aid and assist each other when need arises. That's the only two groups. There's probably one other group like that is the Odd Fellows. They have the same precepts, sort of, that we have. And every time there's a war, after the war, membership seems to climb because brothers are looking for that fellowship and camaraderie that they had in the military, and they find it with us. Masonry. 
So that being said, you've kind of already answered this next question, but I'm going to ask it again <laughs> anyway. Can you tell me about a brother that kind of embodies what you think masonry is about or somebody who set a really good example for you or made an impact on you? And I know you already mentioned Brother John Engstrom. Is there anyone else? Well, that would be uh, Brother Don Jones, who was a permanent marshal at Wayfarers 50 for a long time before he passed. He was in my neighborhood growing up. He was a friend of my brother's. My brother was a Marine. He was a Marine. They both had an impact on me and going into the Marine Corps and becoming a Mason boat. I looked up to both of them. Here I am, following in their footsteps, so to speak. Is there any other uh, stories or parting thoughts you want to leave? Just want to get through today. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've had some health in, uh, instances, and uh, I just hope I could make it through the day without any problems and move on. And you know, if you don't mind me saying, you're a, well, you've been out of the hospital a week? Just about. It's about a week, and here he is at Lodge downtown uh, coming to his own installation. I think that's pretty cool. And I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be able to be here. All right. Well, we're full. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. You're very welcome.